views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to you wherever you're listening from, because I I, I know that many of you have emailed me and said, you know, you don't, I'm listening through, you know, this little Spreaker app. And so, no, I don't actually go through all of the channels, but I want to say wherever you're listening from, however you're listening, uh, thank you. Thank you so very much for doing that. Uh, Mr. Benny, are you ready? How oh, are you doing? Doing very well. Always ready for you, Pat. I know. I know. What a glorious day. Mm-hmm. You know, for people that are thinking, what are those people out there in Washington State? What are they just out there drinking? We're just drinking life. Right? Oh, listen to that. That was good. I like that We're one. Just drinking life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you heard it here first back in the day. One of the famous Dr. Pat, very deep quotes. Yeah, we're slap happy to the bank. That's us. It's one of my deepest. Isn't that one of my deepest? One of my deepest moments. You heard it here first. Well, you got to hear another thing here first today. I love this book. I love the message. Fulfilled. Some people say fulfilled. Let's say fulfilled. Let's say fulfilled. Let's say fulfilled. However you say it. It is the idea of living a happier, more meaningful life. Like when? Like when you're over 50? No. Like what? When you're over 20? No. Like in your childhood years? No. How about 24-7? Dr. Anna Yusem joining me here today. Look at how the science of spirituality can help you live a happier, more meaningful life. Well, why is that? You know why? Because Dr. Anna said so. No, that's not true. It's because she spent a lot of time studying this, bringing it to the forefront in meaningful, easily understood language. So today, when we talk about what happens when we're not practicing spirituality in our lives, uh, maybe we'll use a term like spiritual neglect. Or when we talk about science and spirituality, Perhaps we're not going to talk about it as something that is this phenomenon, this oxymoron. Why? Because Dr. Yusin, board-certified psychiatrist, studied at Stanford, Yale, NYU, fresh approach to self-actualization. I am so, so happy. I'm so happy 
that she said, I'm going to have a fresh approach to this. Because many of you heard me share my story when I graduated school and I tried to incorporate psychology and spirituality. They almost kicked me out of the program. As a matter of fact, the dean of the school saw me on the website one day holding up two of these thunder eggs. He thought they were, he thought they were actually crystals, Dr. Yusuf, thought they were actually crystals. And he barred any of the students from working with me. Well, I got to tell you, thank goodness that Dr. Anna Yusuf does not go quietly in the night, whether she was studying the Kabbalah, Buddhist meditation, whatever it is. South American shamanism, India gurus, trust me, this is a show you're not going to want to miss. Thank you for joining us here today, Dr. Yusuf. It's great to have you. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. Yeah, that's a true story about the dean of the school literally wanting to ban me from working with other psychology students. But we have come a long way. Let's talk about that for a minute. What has this journey been like for you because you are so well known you're doing more than bridging gaps you're more than just looking at anxiety and depression you're bringing a fresh conversation you have more awards and citations than I have time for in the school but what is it about this topic that's got you so jazzed well Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, Dr. Pat. And I certainly relate to what you experienced when you felt banished, you know, from the realms. And I very much hope that, you know, people over time will be more open to these ideas. And in my own life, the way that I got, like, as you said, jazzed about this topic is really from a place of a dark night of the soul. I was going about my life, you know, getting through my medical training, doing my residency, doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing, and then my life hit a little bit of a bump in the road. And it was a coalescence of a number of factors, including the man who I was dating and who I thought I was going to spend my life with. I had the realization that he was never going to be able to be available to me in the way that I had hoped, emotionally available. And so that, the heartbreak of that together with some challenges at work, which I write about all of that in my book, that catapulted me into a spiral of darkness from which I realized that all the tools I had under my belt, that they couldn't help me to get out. And then I thought to myself, you know, here I am studying to be a doctor and a healer and a physician, and I can't even heal myself. Like, what's wrong with this? And then I started searching. I'm like, well, I need to figure something out. I need to, you know, the last thing I ever thought is that I would become a spiritual person. It really wasn't even part of my lexicon. But in my search, <laughs> looking for you know other approaches to, to healing, and my search ended up taking me to unexpected places. I you know, interviewed and studied with people at ashrams in India and started le- learning Buddhist meditation in Thailand and started studying Kabbalah in Israel and in here in New York City and work with shaman in South Africa and South America. And all of that started giving me this whole new approach and perspective to healing. And then I realized that my own, the darkness that I was feeling was starting to lift. And I was getting this whole new perspective that I started then to integrate into my work with patients. And their healing catapulted forward as well. I have to ask you about this because I, too, got pointed in this direction 
um, early on while I was still in school. You know, I was in school. I was studying. I mean, I had some I, I lost my job after 24 years and I decided, OK, going back to school, I always wanted to. But one thing led to the other. I look back now and I want to ask you this question. I look back now on the scenarios, the situation, how I even got into Claremont, you know, all of those things. And you know, you cannot, and even the network, even now starting a network, you know, a positive spiritual network, you can't build a business plan like that. It just, it, you, it's not possible. How have you felt in your own journey that spirit was guiding you? Right, right. I think I think that that's what it comes down to. You're so right. I feel like you know, um, one of the key things is really it's about authenticity and about living mm-hmm. and doing what you truly feel that you're meant to do in this world. And when you align with that, I feel just like you said, the spirit begins to guide you, and things begin to open up in your life and in your world that never have before. And that's the. Like, irony of all of this is that I was working so hard and doing things all on my own with no spiritual perspective whatsoever, and it was really, really, really hard. And then suddenly I had this spiritual awakening in the midst of my own, you know, dark night of the soul, and it's not that I was working any less hard, but suddenly doors started to open and things became so much easier, and that was the amazing part of it all. It's like the divine grace that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, there's a part in the book, there's so many parts in the book, but there's one in particular that I was really thrilled to see that you wrote about because a lot of people kind of leave it out. Um, And, you know, it's the it's the Carl Jung idea that we are born whole, perfect and complete in a sense. Right. And then we lose this sense of wholeness as we go through life. Um, And uh, you cover this in the book when you're talking about the science of spirituality. And I think that we don't talk about that often enough, because if we believe that right from an early age, we would probably want to continue to nurture that wholeness. But things do start to break down over time. And I wanted to ask you about this and how 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 we then define spirituality as you have in the book. I think that's such a beautiful question. And indeed, you know, at the soul level, we are all whole and perfect. And so often, we're not connected to our soul. There's a disconnection from our soul that leads us into the illusion that we're somehow broken or imperfect, or that, you know, this deep sense of an inner void that needs to be filled with something outside of ourselves. And those voids often lead to addiction, not just substance addictions or drug addictions or even behavioral addictions like gambling or sex addictions, but addictions to things like status and materialism and power and other things that feed the ego but really don't end up feeding the soul because, like you said, the soul is whole and has always been perfect. It's really more remembering that and reconnecting with that part of yourself. That's where the healing begins. 
You know, I love what you've done, and I I love that you and I I was reading about you in a number of different places, and I love that this this journey you've had in your profession from 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 the onset from that dark night. I love that you have continued to take the journey to really look at the blending of East and West. You know that this amazing way we can come together and really take these. Whatever the perspectives are from different places, different cultures, the question that you you really beg all of us to ask is, what would the possibilities be if we could blend these learnings, these teachings, blend them all together like we might blend a color of paint? Let's take a short break. When we come back can't wait to hear what Dr. Yusum has to say about that. The book is fabulous. We're going to tell you how you can get a copy, that and much more. We'll be right back. It's like, I don't know if you're slapping happy to the bank. imaginable relationships ever? David Karsher has just finished his breakthrough book, The Seven Spiritual Strategies for Fulfilling Relationships, and he is giving you a copy. Learn to move any important relationship in your life forward like never before. Visit davidkarsher.com slash blessing or transformationtalkradio.com to receive this incredible gift. Once again, that's davidkarsher.com slash blessing. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. 
Are you ready to start winning at the game of life? Lynn Brown, host of Get Into It, Winning at the Game of Life, is here to help you reach places and goals that you never thought possible. Lynn is an intuitive healer with a specialized background in financial healing. She combines her intuitive nature and her wholesome approach to financial planning. To learn more about her financial planning services, contact her personally at letter R, letter U, Intuit.com. everybody welcome back i am so thrilled to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on you know as i said before i was really excited about today's show i've been waiting to speak with dr anna Yusum. the book is called fulfilled and what i love about this book is that for me the way that dr Yusum, the way that you've put this together and the blending of various perspectives allows us to look at everything from healing depression to the chapter that you have on owning your truth, healing our brains. It's all here. And yet at the same time, it is breakthrough in that only a small percentage of people currently know about this. Is that your mission? Is that your mission? to take this new narrative out into the world? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, my book is about very much about soul purpose and finding out what your purpose is, and I feel that that is one of mine. You hit the nail on the head, Dr. Pat, is really to integrate ideas of spirituality into more traditional Western medical approaches, precisely. Okay, I wanted to, before we get going here, I want to make sure that folks know how to find out more about you, but also... What is the best way for them to get a copy of the book? And congratulations. Well, thank you so much. Um, You can get a copy of the book at any bookseller or online on Amazon or elsewhere or on my website at www.annayusim.com. Thank you. Okay, here's a question. I've been waiting to ask you this. I love the way you introduce to us the, 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 the full impact, if I should say, about living your true purpose. Now, I did not wake up and say, I'm going to be this positive, holistic radio host 14 years ago. I didn't do that. I stumbled upon this. I dialed the wrong phone number. So that, that's me. And I pulled out a credit card and I bought my first hour of airtime. There you go, right? And then I continue to what do it. What an amazing story that that isn't that crazy? Came into your life like that. I love that. But here, here now, this is what I want you to talk about because this I know you know a lot about. It's all in your book. I started to doubt myself. So April first, six months of '04, I was doubting myself. I was listening to my friends. Everybody's telling me you lost your mind. What are you doing? Are you going to school to 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 to, to what? Pay, pay for airtime, and the show wasn't called the Dr. Pacha. So I came down with a mystery disease, total mystery disease. And do you know there was nothing else I could do but this? So what do you think about spirit trying to guide us to stay on the path of a purpose? That's a sign, uh, right? It's, it's, that's <laughs> such a beautiful story that you have because I feel like 
exactly how the world works and that spirit is always trying to guide us to our greatest destiny, to our higher destiny. Sometimes that guidance happens through pain and sometimes that pain is through self-doubt. And especially if our greatest destiny and who we're meant to be and what we're meant to actualize isn't exactly in line with what society expects of us or what our parents expect of us, or even what we expected of ourselves. Like, you are obviously supposed to be doing something great or something a little different, something holistic and not completely traditional. And so it's not at all surprising coming from that model that you would have some doubts about it. And doubts, they come from the mind. The spirit guides us from the level of soul and heart. The doubts, they exist up here, but the soul guides us at a much, much deeper level. Sometimes because our mind could be so strong and our doubts so powerful, we're going to resist the guidance of spirit. But spirit knows that and expects that, and it's going to keep coming back into our life again and again and again. And in my book, I title this phenomenon the soul correction. And the soul correction, it's those things that keep coming up in our life that are trying to guide us. It's what our soul needs to correct in this life. It's our the growth that we're supposed to overcome often through the challenges that we encounter. Well, and I love that you point that out in the book because, you know, there is something here that I that I think that people that have a dream, that have an idea, that want to move forward, that want to really look at and, and not just read a book that says, oh, yeah, do this, do that. But you present this in a way that we can understand it. And, and the question that I, that I love, uh, that I have for you, is there's a part in the book where you say something like, universe, give me a sign that I'm on the right life path, right? Is this really what I'm supposed to do with my life? Talk a little bit more about the signs, because I'm telling you, every day I get a sign about us now growing into 10 channels, a whole new network, doing a whole bunch of things. But to my friends, Dr. Yusum, they're like, honey, you you should be retiring. So <laughs> see how it could be a little confusing, right? Absolutely. And that's, that's such a, a beautiful example. Again, you're getting these signs, you're getting this guidance. But the logical mind and often your friends are telling you, no, no, don't heed the signs. That's, you know, you're going to be too big that way. Be smaller, be, you know, status quo. <laughs> but you're like, no, I'm not a status quo person. Why would I be a status quo person? I never was in my life. So, <laughs> so that, that tension that you're describing, it just sounds like that's part of who you are at the core level. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. But I feel like these signs, you know, in the book, I write about this concept of synchronicity, which is a term coined by Carl Jung to describe meaningful coincidences in our life. And that's really, you know, people say when I'll, and I'll give you some examples of synchronicity, but, you know, like when you think about someone and they call and when you are needing a sign about something and that sign just comes Um, and that sign could be, for instance, you know, like in my book I described, I was um, exhausted after a really, really long, grueling overnight shift um, in the hospital. We had to cover three hospitals during that time um, on our overnight, and I was running around all day nonstop. And I'm walking home. I'm like, do I really want to be doing this? This is just such an exhausting job. My God, it's like, you know, four in the morning. And then I had started studying spirituality at the time, and I said, you know what, I'm going to embrace my spiritual self and ask for a sign. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing in my life? If it is, God, give me a sign and show me that that that's the case. So I turn the street corner, and I see this woman in a wheelchair who had literally just fallen over onto the curve. And so a whole, like, I think it was 4 a.m., so there was like three people, and they all run up to her, and we helped pick her up, and 
you know, um, I was like right around the corner from the hospital. So we wheeled her to the emergency room to make sure that, you know, she hadn't, hadn't hit her head. But it was just such a strange thing. I asked for a sign and somehow that to me qualified as a, you know, very, very clear sign. Yes, you're supposed to be helping people. And there's a person who needs your help right now. Boom. You know, so, and these things are, they could be random, but they also can be indicative of a greater underlying order to the universe and the idea that we actually are guided at all times, especially if we ask for it. Well, you know, I want to talk about this idea that you bring in in the book, and that is spiritual neglect. Um, There are a lot of people that call it a lot of things. But I will tell you, you also talk about in the book about releasing addictions. And one of the things we know from some of the programs that are out there about addictions is that spirituality is first and foremost in the programs and, and, and really is the key. And so I wanted to ask you about this. As with many things we do in life, I think we could all fall prey to spiritual neglect. But I would love for you to talk about your definition of it and the way you use it in the book. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, we will we'll start with the, the question about addiction. And mm-hmm. indeed, um, addictions are so prevalent in society and they're prevalent often in ways we don't even realize. People have more traditional addictions, drug addictions, substance addictions. People have behavioral addictions, gambling addictions, addictions to video games. These days, addictions to people's iPhones even. Or people could have addictions to psychological phenomena and psychological things, like addictions to power or status or money or materialism, things like that. And so what's the definition of an addiction? An addiction is anything that we use to fill our own void that the more of it we have, the emptier we actually feel. It could give us a temporary high, like status, power, materialism, but at the end of the day, it leaves us feeling very empty inside. And what's the root of that emptiness? Like, what's going to fill that emptiness if status and power and marijuana and heroin and gambling and sex isn't going to fill that void? Usually there's, you know, a place for spirit. In AA, they call it, you know, this God-sized hole that Mm -hmm. everybody has within them. There is, you know, God is not the only way to fill that hole and that void. You can fill that void through many different forms of spiritual meaning. Like there's plenty of atheists who are very spiritual people. And they fill that void through doing work that they find incredibly meaningful, being in a state of flow. People fill it through connecting to nature, connecting to something greater than themselves, being part of a shared global vision, being part of a community that helps humanity. These are all ways of filling that void. But at the root of it really is, you know, that spirituality. And filling that void is a way of dealing with that spiritual neglect. You know, this is really a conversation about inviting spirituality, spirit into our lives every day. Um, And to have it be there so much so that we're almost impervious to it. We're almost not even aware of it. It's, It's as if life now enters a completely different realm of energy, a spiritual energy field that we walk our life, we walk our path in that. When we come back from break, I would love to talk with you about what you say. I love this. It's all about what? Consciousness. Yeah, that's why we call ourselves what? Conscious media. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. 
would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLoose.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the Rad Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com, that's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 9 Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so thrilled to be talking with Dr. Anna Yusum. And by the way, you can go to um, her website at annayusum.com and it's yusim.com Anna Um, and you can find copies of the book for sure the book is fulfilled and so this book really does tap into not just the things about spirituality that maybe some of you have heard about but talks about Einstein and we're going to talk about Einstein now 
you know, Einstein, for many of you, you may or may not know, you know, this is somebody that had to believe in spirituality based on some of the things he said, but also must have studied uh, uh, and struggled with it. So, you know, today, this, you know, this is a fabulous dialogue. And for those of you out there, please go get a copy of the book. For those of you out there, the questions that you must be asking yourself in the world today have to be these questions, these same struggles, I believe, that Einstein had. And I thank you for today. Listen, I know we're going to go, you know, we're going to go back into the book in a little bit, but I really wanted to have a conversation about what you've written here about consciousness. It's all about consciousness. And I have to ask you, please tell us how so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Pat. And so uh, at the end of the day, our mind and our thoughts and our reality that we you know, perceive, otherwise known as our consciousness, creates our reality. And it's very interesting. It's a shift from the old traditional ideas of Newtonian physics to the new ideas of more quantum physics. You know, we used to believe that, you know, where does consciousness reside? What is consciousness? We used to think that consciousness resides in the brain. It's just the property of us as human beings. And, you know, some people equate brain and mind. But, you know, the new ideas of consciousness actually suggest that perhaps consciousness and all of human mental processes don't reside fully in the brain. They reside actually everywhere and even in an infinite field of consciousness. And these ideas are explored in detail by an award-winning journalist, Lynn McTaggart, in her book, yeah. The um, but this suggests so many things, you know, about the nature of reality and the nature of our lives. For instance, if indeed, you know, all, like a lot of human cognitive processes aren't completely in our brain, but in this greater field that connects us all, do we have this capacity to tap into this field? And is that somewhere that we can go for creativity, for guidance, for, you know, universal like connection in some way. It's very, um, there are some people in history who are examples of having tapped into this universal field of consciousness in quite remarkable ways. One of them is an Indian mathematician or math prodigy named Ramanujan, and a film was made about him called The Man Who Knew Infinity. So this man lived only 33 short years, and in that time, he received no, no formal mathematics education, but was able to deduce 3,900 mathematical formulas, very, very high-level formulas, on his own. And he described seeing scrolls unfold before his eyes, like in his mind's eye, and he felt that it was the thoughts of God being revealed to him. He was a deeply spiritual man. Eventually, he was discovered by a British mathematician, G.H. Hardy, and then sent to Great Britain to work with him. They were able to work together and be collaborators. But up until that time, this is a man with no formal education. Where in the world were these ideas coming from? What was he tapping into? And we as human beings have so many ways in which we can tap into this greater field of consciousness as well for creativity, for ideas. Um, a way in which a common way to do so is actually when we sleep to be able to incubate our dreams or program the unconscious mind, which could be connected to this greater field of consciousness, 
to be able to give us that guidance to, to kind of, you can say before you go to sleep, when I awaken tomorrow, I am going to have clarity about either this personal issue that I've been working out, or I'm going to have, I'm going to be closer to a solution to this math problem, or I'm going to have this creative problem solved. And to set that intention before you go to sleep and thereby let your unconscious mind work on it, let your unconscious mind tap into the greater field of consciousness, and then awaken with some clarity and guidance that you didn't have before. So in my book, essentially, I equate this, the field and this greater consciousness and Carl Jung's collective unconscious and our individual unconscious and talk about how they're all connected and how we can use that for transformation, evolution, growth, and healing. Yeah, let's talk about some of the things you discuss. I know if we had five hours to do this, we could go through it in detail. But let's talk about this because I think this is super important. You know, for me, um, I've had to go through some really tough times in my life to really have this come to the forefront. Now that I've gotten to interview so many people, I really, I'm a student. See, I'm a student. When all, when all is said and done, I'm a girl from the Bronx, New York, who happened to be one of the people that stumbled upon an opportunity to become a student of so many wonderful things and to be able to listen to the listeners who are the best on the planet. But for many of us, I long for our listeners not to have to stumble so much. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I would argue that we are all students at all times if we're open yeah. to the lessons. Yeah. What would you say, stepping back for a minute, this is, this is a beautiful book. You've, you've learned a lot. You've pulled so much together. What are your ahas? Meaning that some days I wake up and I realize I can't even believe that we've developed technology we're launching in five months. It's like this moment where I cry because there's a discovery of what this team has done here beyond anything I could do. What were some of those moments for you in preparing yourself and then the book yeah absolutely you know i would answer that by talking about the three main belief shifts that i had during the book and i can yeah. organize the book according to these the first one is in the chapter on authenticity and that belief was a shift from i am unaware of my soul because ultimately i didn't even know what a soul was it's not really part of the medical you know literature Mm. to a belief that I am deeply connected with and aligned with my soul. The second belief system that shifted for me was in the section on soul correction, where those things our souls have come into this world to correct. And I, you, the way that I used to live was according to the belief of I give away my power. You know, I didn't even realize how much of my power I was giving away to things outside of myself. And then that belief shifted to I take my power back and create the life I want to live. And the third belief system for me that shifted was in the third section or the part of something greater. I used to believe that I am disconnected and alone. And in the writing of this book and kind of what inspired the writing, the belief shifted to I am interconnected with everybody and everything. Mm. Um, let's, let's talk about 
this interconnection and these discoveries. Was there any of, was, Dr. Yusum, was there ever a point in time in writing this? And, and let's just talk about your journey in general, where fear showed up. You know, our friend, our friend fear. Yes, our friend fear, exactly. <laughs> our friend fear is, is present and tries to rule many of our lives and certainly has been present in my own life many a time. And, um, you know, fear could be our friend if we put it in its proper place and see it for what it is, which is really an opportunity to grow and transform and move beyond it. However, fear can often incapacitate us. It can keep us stuck and can hold us back. And fear doesn't come from our soul. Fear comes from the mind. Mm-hmm. Fear is something that, you know, I think uh, a mnemonic I particularly like about fear is F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. The mm. majority of those things in life that we fear are actually just delusions. They never come to pass. But they could be very powerful illusions that keep us from owning our true power and being who we're meant to be. Um, one of my... Uh, spiritual teachers, Marianne Williamson, wrote that the thing we fear most isn't that we're inadequate. What we fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It's not our darkness, but our light and the totality of our light that we most fear. And when we realize that, that kind of shifts things a little bit. Um, And in my book, I give a lot of strategies for recognizing and overcoming the different kinds of fear that we experience as human beings. I wanted to uh, ask you about, uh, we're going to take a short break. I wanted to ask you about this idea of life and beyond life. Are we aware of our soul? Am I aware of my soul or am I unaware of my soul? And, you know, I, I read this when you talked about this in the book, but what does the idea and feeling of being deeply connected to my soul. What is the essence of that? I'm going to take a short break when we come back. Uh, That and much more. We'll be right back. Thrive is what we experience when our mind, body, and soul operate as one. When we thrive, we excel on all levels. Thrive is the mindset that matters. It is essential to our being. Have you ever found yourself looking for the instruction manual on how to thrive? You'll find everything you need to help you feel strong, powerful, and peaceful in your own body. So don't waste any more time. Visit thrivebygen.com today. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. 
for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Tune in to Mainstream Metaphysics Radio to harness your connection with the universe to effect change for optimal success and happiness. Name one of the country's top psychics. Eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show, joined by visionaries, leaders, and gifted others, but mostly you. Jot it down, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. The Earth is an ever-changing being. Goddess Light, shamanic healer, Brie Gibbs, guides us through the ascending worlds, bringing forth knowledge and truth. As a light creator, she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution. Join Brie as she shares messages from guides, spirits, ascended masters, goddesses, and others. Tune in the second and fourth Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Thursdays, 1 p.m. Pacific, for Silver Gaia Radio. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back, Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio. Dr. Andrew Yusum joining me here today. Um, she has really written a fabulous book. I mean, for somebody like me, it is the, it is the perfect blend of integrating some of the spiritual things you may know, some of the things you may not, but to understand and now have a, due pers- a new perspective about how to blend. You know, for some people, it's how to blend the logical and the more abstract. For other people, it's, you know, can a Virgo and a Sagittarius live happily ever after? Maybe that's part of it. But in the end, it's really about how do we eliminate these self-defeating patterns, these roadblocks that seem to just pop up, right? Like weeds just seem to pop up. How do we do that so we could live an authentic life? Um, Dr. Yusum, thank you for today. Because in the end, if we go back to what we first started with, with Carl Jung saying, here we are, we are born perfect. We're born in the world perfect. But then along the way, we might get some dents in the side, a little chip of paint over here. But in the end, they may turn out as roadblocks. They may turn out as self-defeating patterns. Isn't this what this book is is also about, to help us move those out of the way? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in my book, I call those patterns soul corrections. It's those things that our soul has come into this world to correct. And I talk about four of the primary soul corrections, and those are improving your relationship, transforming fear, 
harnessing your personal power and releasing and overcoming addiction. What do you think is the greatest challenge we have facing us right now in the world today? Because clearly we are plugging into some energies and vibration that are new to us, really. There are generations, you know, that haven't been around for 60 years that are not quite understanding what's happening. What would you say is the one or do is one that seems to be showing up right now in our culture? Yeah, I, I really feel that it's what you had alluded to earlier in our talk mm-hmm. today. It's fear that we live and we're scared. We're scared to be who we truly are. We're scared to go against the grain. We're scared of what oftentimes we're seeing coming at us through the media, through government, through politics. Like a lot of our response to so much of what happens is fear. And then people can deal with fear in all sorts of destructive ways. And what I hope, you know, through my book and through just the work that healers are doing in this world, that people can rise above fear, that they could align with their courage. And how do you transform the world? How do you take steps? better the world. You do that by seeing what is outside of you that you don't like and seeing how that's a reflection of something within you. And then you transform that. You work to transform that, just like you said in the prior question about these self-defeating patterns. Everyone has self-defeating patterns or soul corrections in their life to somehow overcome. It's about identifying them and going against your nature to do something a little bit different, this time to get it right. Even though in the past, you might have been doing, you know, spinning your wheels, doing the same thing over and over and over, whether it be attracting the wrong kinds of women into your life or, you know, going back to that marijuana habit over and over again or falling prey to fear where you should be moving forward with courage or holding grudges where you should be forgiving. And it's about looking and asking, how do I go against my nature? How do I actually take a step to move beyond myself? And when you change your inner world, the external world shifts as well. When you change what's inside you, you actually start to see shifts in the world outside of you as well. It's a very powerful phenomenon. I want to ask you, little shift, so many things we could talk about. But I want to ask you, what are you, Dr. Yusum? I want to know what you're most optimistic about. My optimism is in the human capacity to grow, change, evolve, and transform, that human beings can be fulfilled, that people can have what it is that their soul most deeply desires. And I'm optimistic in that because I've seen amazing people do amazing things in this world. And I'll Mm. tell you a story about that. Please. Yeah, when I was working in Rwanda, um, I was working with genocide survivors with PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, and I met an amazing, amazing man there named Jean-Baptiste, who was running the forgiveness program in Rwanda, and it was a situation with the genocide where the people there had to either kill or be killed. It was a very, very scary time. Nobody was spared. And what happened to Jean-Baptiste's mother was that the next-door neighbor, who his mother used to feed, being pressured to kill, actually went and killed Jean-Baptiste's mother. And this man was in jail now 14 years later. And Jean-Baptiste has been holding that rage and anger 
and, you know, and how can one not hold that rage and anger in their heart if someone killed their own beloved mother, especially in such a tragic, brutal way? But he decided that having run the forgiveness program in all of Rwanda, he needed also to be able to forgive the person who he found to hurt him more deeply than anybody else. And he went to the jail. The man who, you know, the killer of his mother, thought that Jean-Baptiste had come to kill him. That was what he thought. But no, Jean-Baptiste has actually come to forgive him. And he said that that was the most liberating, powerful day of his whole life. And if Jean-Baptiste, if someone like that could forgive truly the killer of their own mother, it to me signals what the power of the human spirit is and what our capacity is as human beings to rise above even our greatest darkness and the things that most hold us back. I found that to be you know, such a beautiful, inspiring story, and I included it in my book. You know, it is a very beautiful story. I mean, a number of years ago, I got to interview uh, two, two men who started, I think, the Forgiveness Project in, in another way. Two men. I got to interview them. One was the gentleman, a gay gentleman, who was nearly beat to death outside of a bar, and the other one was the person that nearly beat him to death and they were both touring and come together and for me you know what you've just described is beyond anything that one can imagine when it comes to forgiveness and you know let me ask you this i know we're just about a few minutes the science of spirituality and the relationship of so many things you talk about in the book seem to be the key. What did Emerson call it? The golden key. But the question I want to ask you is this last question. What is the next action item, the next thing on the agenda, the horizon for each of us to look at taking? Yeah, I would say it would be to look inside yourself and ask, what has been the greatest source of pain in my life? What is it that I would need to do in my life to feel most proud of myself in every way that when I'm on my deathbed, I can look back and say, I truly achieved something on an interpersonal level. And what is it? How can I change my own nature and go against what has been a self-defeating pattern for me in some way? Is it to be a more faithful, loving husband? Is it to release an addiction I've had for so long? Mm. Is it to replace fear with love and faith? Is it to own my personal power by no longer, by deciding I'm no longer going to be a victim and starting to take full responsibility for my life? Or is it forgiving someone who's hurt you so, so badly in your life who you thought you'd never be able to forgive? Keeping in mind that the person who most benefits from forgiveness isn't the person being forgiven. It's actually you. That would be what I would say is the next step for us as human beings. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Anna Usum. Uh, the book is called Fulfilled. What a great show. Thank you so much for today. Thank you, Dr. Pat, for having me. Wow. Benny, thank you for pushing all of the right buttons today. I want to thank everybody out there for tuning us in and turning us on. And for those of you that uh, did not hear the full title of the book, it's called Fulfilled. How the Science of Spirituality Can Help You Live a Happier, More Meaningful Life. And Dr. Anna Yusum has done a 
fabulous, fabulous job. This is a new narrative to read. Thank you, everyone. Stay tuned for more on Transformation Talk Radio. Audio was via a Skype call.